start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna it. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors. Welcome to the table, everyone, for another installment of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Uh, Nick and Tom both hanging out. What's going on? Hey, everyone. And we talked last week, it's about to be rifle season, and now we are into rifle season in PA and, not PA, sorry, in New York. By the time you're hearing this, we'll be in, in yep. PA. it'll be second day of yeah. rifle in PA. Yeah, and we can hunt that Sunday, mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting. About time PA starts doing something smart. Yeah, it's taking a long time, but they're finally doing it right. So, uh, deer camp series is where we're at. Yep. And it's a rifle deer camp series, and Tom... You capitalized. You you did the damn thing. I sure did. About time. I've been carrying this team. <laughs> you have. All archery You season. have been carrying yeah. the team. I got tired of you guys talking all this shit and decided to show you guys well, up this year. Two years ago, I killed two bucks. Last year, Tom killed two bucks. And you've just been not doing shit. So it, it was your turn. You finally pulled your weight. Yep. But I still plan on shooting two, maybe even three bucks. Hell. You had some work cut out for you. <laughs> no, I just got to get one PA, or, or one PA rifle buck, a New York rifle buck, and then a New York muzzleloader. All set? Three seasons, three bucks. Easy. Easy money. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. So anyway, got it done Saturday. Well, so, you went up because in New York, uh, archery runs straight into rifles. So yeah. You went up early. Art some archery hunting, and you had a hell of a few days up there. I just I bow hunted one day. I, I yeah you yeah bow hunted then rifle hunted, but yeah the two days were impeccable. Yeah, great great hunting. So I'll I guess I'll I'll why don't you back up to about Wednesday of that week? Wednesday, it is Wednesday, my dude. Yeah, Wednesday. there was a big deer that went down. Start with just to to give right. the whole hunting camp. Um, <laughs> Up there. Right. So Wednesday, Ed, the owner, uh, capitalized on a hundred and... Are you okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never better. 157-inch <laughs> mainframe 10. It did have a drop time, so it was an 11-point. Heck of a Heck buck. Of a buck. Yeah. And so that was Wednesday, archery season. Thursday, I'm at work, took off. Friday, mm-hmm. so I was able to head up to camp Thursday night, bow hunt Friday, then I was going to gun hunt Saturday, come mm-hmm. home Sunday. So we got one giant buck down Wednesday. I go up there Thursday night, hunt Friday morning, and first and only deer I saw in my Friday morning hunt was a young 10, and it was maybe... 17, 18 inches wide, 
but I've never seen a buck so pencil thin, <laughs> and his tallest tine was maybe four inches. True giant. Yeah. I mean, it was a 10 point that maybe, maybe would have went 105. 105, yeah. <laughs> That's a hog. So, yeah, my dad texted me. He's like, you passed that up? I'm like, I don't even think I would have shot this thing in PA. Like, yeah. it was tiny. Yeah. Um. So I was like, all right. And I seen the tarsals on this thing, and they were jet black. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they are, they're rutten. This is, mm-hmm. this is good. So Friday evening, we go out, and I'm hunting this new stand that we hung in this hedgerow. And it's kind of like right in the intersection of two hedgerows to make a T. So you're kind of hunting three fields. It's Mm -hmm. pretty interesting. A lot of transition right there. Yeah. It's actually like there was a stand not far from this one, but just over years of hunting in this area, um, Tom and I and our buddy up there decided that we need another stand needs to put in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's only about 60 yards from. Is there anything planted in the fields or in the field behind you? It's corn. And then the two fields in front of you, one is brassica and turnips, and the other one is goldenrods. Okay. So it's it's got everything they need. Mm-hmm. And then there's, on the other side of the goldenrods, it just turns into basically bedding. There's just a lot of... Red brush and cattails and just thick, nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful little spot. So... The reason I went there is Ed, the owner, shows me this Tacticam photo of this buck that went through there at 3.30 the day before. P.M. or A.M.? P.M. Oh, daytime. Daytime. Big eight, probably one, mid-130s, eight, just tall, heavy, wide, Mm -hmm. just a dandy buck. So he's like, I think you need to go in after this one. I'm like, all right, yeah, sign me up. If you, if I have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I get on stand, and the first deer I see is a little fawn, and then that fawn's sibling comes out, and then mama comes out. So there I got three deer out in front of me. I'm like, all right, this is this turned into be a good hunt. And next thing I know, I see rack coming out of the thicket. And I see eight points, and I'm thinking – no, this has got to be the one that, that yeah. one Ed just showed me. And it gets out into the field, and I pull my binos up, and I'm like, yeah, that's just not it. This one was probably 16 inches wide, um, pretty tall, just not not that big. Wasn't all there. 130 that I was after. Mm-hmm. So he chases them doe around for a little while, and a couple other small bucks come out. And I look behind me. And so you're looking in the corn now, looking in the corn and there's this other doe and I'm like, what the heck's going on with that thing? And I pull my binos up and it's hind quarter was all white. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, That's I knew pretty neat. Yeah. I tell me about that. I knew there was one pie ball up there, but I thought it was on another section of the farm. Mm-hmm. And so I get back to camp and I tell these guys, hey, I just seen the pie ball. And they're like, oh, yeah, she's been living there. They call her stars because she's got five white dots that go down her back and her hinds oh, yeah. all white. And it looks like she's wearing a belt. Super cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Just a fawn, though. Does so. Emma do f- full body mounts yet? Yeah. I don't know. But this deer is <laughs> off limits. I'd be one to do it with. Off like, limits. Huh. But, Makes I mean, it, it is a fawn. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, Wouldn't be shooting it anyway. Yeah. So... 
Stars comes out. I'm watching her for a little while. And field's kind of clear out, and it's getting close to dark. It's about 4 o'clock. And up there in New York, it's so far east that it gets dark about 5 o'clock. So mm-hmm. I got about an hour left. And I look behind me back to where that piebald fawn was, mm-hmm. and I just see this giant rack. I'm like, oh. Here we go. Here we go. It wasn't the 8, though. It was it a was, different one. It was a big 10. Out past his ears. Probably it was... I, I know now that it was like 19 and <laughs> some inches some inches wide because someone got it the next day. Um, but I was like, this is a deer that I want. Mm-hmm. And it's just out there. He's got a girlfriend with him. He must have been breeding her because he was never more than six feet away from this doe. Mm-hmm. He wasn't chasing her. He was just walked with her. Just Yeah. Yeah. And How far away was he? The closest he got was 60 yards. And he started walking away, and I'm, like, panicking. I'm, like, no, like, you have to come this way. Wrong way. way. (laughs) And so I grunted at him, and he stopped and looked back at me. I'm, like, okay, I got his attention. little interest. Yeah, and he starts walking the other way again. So I snort wheeze, and doesn't he turn around and start walking back towards me? I'm, like, no shit. It's worked. It's worked. And then the doe starts walking the other way. And he just spun around and walked with the ah. doe. I'm like, mm. I thought I was going to. I mean, it, it's tough to pull a deer away from a doe. Yeah. But I figured I'd give it a shot. You almost had him. Yeah. If that doe wasn't there, I think he would have came right in. Mm-hmm. That snortwees can be deadly. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he spun on a dime and took three steps. And then his girlfriend was like, uh, no, you don't. We're not doing that. Yeah. So, We're going home. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway... He never came in close enough for a shot and get back to camp all excited. Just had a great hunt. Um, next day's rifle season, so I'm super amped. And go to bed, wake up in the morning, and I'm going to another farm for opening day gun. It's just what they call BBA. It's just pretty much like a 20-acre. Yeah, twenty acre food plot. There's corn, clover, chicory. And there's big stacks of yeah. We, yeah. We've we like all the tops from the it, logging are just yeah, stacked in rows. Ba- yeah, it, it's designed basically to encourage the deer to maneuver around um, mm-hmm. and give yourself. And it, it basically breaks it up into several different fields. It's yeah. one big field, but it kind of breaks it up into multiple fields. Yeah, yeah. But the deer, they always want to see what's on the other side of that. That's what I mean. It yeah. forces them, or not forces them, but encourages them to see what else is in there. So they always mm-hmm. work down around the bottom and check those other food plots. So Saturday morning, it was cold. I think it was 19 degrees. We had 20 mile an hour winds and it was, <laughs> it was rough. And I had packed a lunch. How much I, snow did you guys get over there? Not what we got. About two inches. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah we got hammered. <laughs> yeah. So I, my plan was I packed a lunch. I was going to do an all-dayer. Mm-hmm. And me and my buddy Keith, we drove to this part of the property together. And I get on stand, and it's just legal shooting, and I see this little four-point come literally right underneath me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, they're moving today. So not long after that, I have two coyotes run across the field. And I pull up on the one. I was going to smoke them, but I'm thinking, I'm like, man, it's it's just got light out. I already saw a buck. I'm like, I really don't want to 
blow it blow it for a coyote mm-hmm. so i let the coyotes go and about 20 minutes later uh mom and two fawns come out and i'm like all right it, good morning a lot of action and it kind of calms down for a little bit and it's probably about nine o'clock by the time i see my next deer and next year i see this doe she comes hauling across the field and she stops right in front of me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to smoke this deer. So I pull up on her, and I get to thinking, I'm like, nobody's over there. Mm-hmm. There was no shots. Why was she running? Yeah. And then I got my answer. Here comes <laughs> this buck chasing her. And he was he was a good buck. I don't know if he was a very good two-and-a-half-year-old or a three-and-a-half-year-old that wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. It was an eight-point. He was... Just to his ears, heavy, just and again, just not real, not real tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had got pictures of this buck. I knew what he knew who he was. Decided to let him go, and he chased her off into the thicket behind me. And now I'm like frozen. It's wicked cold after nine o'clock, and I'm sitting there waiting for my buddy Keith to text me like, hey, ready to go? I'm thinking about going in for lunch. <laughs> and turns out he was doing the same thing, waiting for me waiting to text him. <laughs> yeah. So Neither one of you guys wanted to be the bitch that calls it. Yeah. yeah. We're hoping the other one would. <laughs> but at about 9.45, he texted me. He said, hey, I'm going to head back to camp at 11, have a sandwich and warm up a little bit. I said, perfect. Text me when you leave. I'll meet you at the car and we'll ride back together. That was at 9.45. So 10.15, that buck chased that doe back out into the food plot. I'm like, you just made a mistake. Yeah. I'm like, this gives me the perfect excuse to get out, get of, out the of the stand, stand early and <laughs> go deal with this, take it back to camp, warm up, and then do an evening hunt. Yeah. So she comes out. She's about 150 yards, and she's behind this pine tree, and I'm just waiting for, and it felt like it was five minutes. It was probably about 30 seconds, but it Mm -hmm. took her to get on the other side of this pine tree. And I had my bow hook. It's, it's, I don't know, this long pole that collapses. Mm -hmm. I had that screwed into the side of the tree. I was using that as a rest. Yeah. It actually worked out. I do that in rifle all the time. Yeah, it was great. So she steps out, put the crosshairs right on the front shoulder, and ever so slightly just squeeze the trigger. And Don't you have an accu trigger on it? Yeah. Yeah. So you just squeeze yeah. the accu trigger and then when that's fully compressed, you know <laughs> it's about to go down. Yeah, it's it's going. And I've never been so still and locked in on a target. Like I shot and then I watched her run away through the scope. Mm-hmm. I was I was dialed in. I knew this thing Done. was going down. And when she was running away, her tail was doing like a three sixty kind of mm-hmm. thing, just spinning all the way around and she was losing ground on her front shoulders fast so i'm like she's she smoked she made it like 20 yards to the wood line and then i lost her and right away my buddy keith texted me would you shoot told him i got a doe down and he's like all right sweet i'm on my way over i'm gonna come warm up (laughs) yeah he's like on my way so i'm like all right i'll just i'll wait my ladder and he shows up to the bottom he's like did you go get her yet i'm like no i've just been waiting here so we walk over there, and she didn't make it another 10 yards into the woods. Mm-hmm. So Nice. Yeah. And then 
so me and Keith are trying to put a plan together on how to get this dough out of there. Because how far do you think it is back there? It's a good trek it's, back it's in there. It's quite a ways, but I've drugged deer from there before. Yeah, yeah but we didn't want to. <laughs> so Keith's like... I've, being you, able to do it and wanting to do it are very different things. <laughs> like, I've done it. So Keith's like, well, I got my deer cart in the back of the Subaru. I said, oh, perfect. Let's go grab that. So we're on our way up the main road getting getting to the Subaru, and we hear Stringer on the John Deere coming down Hemlock Road. Oh. And I'm like, let's call Stringer. At this <laughs> point, you ha- you don't know what happened with Stringer yet. No, I knew Stringer got his buck. Okay, well, you haven't told us yet. There, well, it, you just made it sound like there's just some random dude named Stringer driving a tractor down the road on opening no, day a gun. He, he shot, shot a, buck, a big old buck. A really big buck early in the morning. So he was just on deer cleanup. He, if you shot a deer, Stringer came down on the coming. tractor. You loaded her in the bucket, and he drove it to camp. That's so, a nice deal. Yeah, <laughs> really good deal. <laughs> so we're walking up the trail. It's the only problem with cell cams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we hear Stringer coming down the road, so we get him on the phone, say, hey, we got a deer down. Uh, he's like, all right, sweet, on my way. So we meet him up at the gate, and Stringer pulls in with the John Deere, and then another guy at camp pulls in with his pickup truck. And... <laughs> He's like, you guys need a hand. And we're like, oh, we just got a doe down in the field. And he's like, oh, I'll come help you guys. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I hop in the truck or in the tractor with Mike, and Keith gets in the truck with Brian. So we take four guys, a truck, <laughs> two vehicles, and a tractor with a bucket down to this doe. And which is, I bet you it's, I know to Westwoods is three quarters of a mile. To, to the gully. So that is probably pushing a half a mile mm-hmm. from the road. Yeah. And don't we drive right by one of Ed Selkins? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, what the we, hell the, are the you people doing? He gets live updates. Like, it's not like the at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So I get a text. Does it really take four guys, a truck, and a tractor to get a dough out of the field? <laughs> I told Today him we it does. I told him we didn't want to leave any ground scent. And he, <laughs> He thought it was pretty funny, so he's like, all right, I'll let you off the hook. <laughs> That's one of them things where, like, if you can get him to chuckle, you know. Oh, like, he didn't really care because he just shot a giant buck a few Yeah, he was before. done hunting. Yeah. He, he was just, he found it funny. Um, How do you not laugh at that? Yeah. So we get the dough all taken care of, get her up, <laughs> skinned out, warm up. And I go out for my Saturday evening hunt and saw a bunch of dough and then one eight point that turns out I should have shot him, but I, he came through my lane pretty quick and I just couldn't get a real good read on how good he was. You were afraid of shrinkage if you rush the shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I ended up letting him go. And then my buddy Keith said, Hey, you probably should have shot that that one. I'm like, Oh, you live and you learn. Yep. But yeah, so kind of already dipped into Michael's buck. He shot, uh, Eight point. Well, back up a little bit about his setup. You know, like this so guy is... He hunts three stands. Two stands in archery. He has a morning stand and an evening stand. He does not pay attention to wind, thermals, anything. He has... He just hunts those He has stands. the morning stand and the evening stand for archery. Does not matter what is going on in the world. He's That's there. what he's doing. Yeah. And then he has his opening day of gun routine. Where it's a different stand, but that's where he sits, <laughs> opening day of gun. Which is not far from his morning stand. No, maybe 
150 yards. Yeah. Um, but we had this buck on camera in the food plot in front of his opening day stand, and we nicknamed him DK because he had big old dog killers. Big old that's, brows. So that's what Stringer calls brow times dog killers, and that dude does not care about anything on a buck except the dog killers. Like, he will literally, like, there could be a buck that's a 160. His first reaction, ah, it's got no dog killers. Like, like that's the kind of, like, he just, it's that's only got three-inch brows, who cares? Yeah. He just, for whatever, like, that's his thing. That's his bread and butter. So we got trail cams of this pick, or this, this buck. pig. <laughs> You're going buck and pig at the same time. Um, and it had monster brows. They were insane. But they're I, like the one is as tall. Inches. It's like as tall as the G2s. Yeah. Like, nuts yeah the, the brows are insane on that deer yeah so he tells he's telling the story of this big buck and he said it's coming across the gold rods and he could see it had a good rack and he goes where where the, the dog killers <laughs> and he says and then it turned and looked at me and i said good night <laughs> <laughs> he's got a 30 30 with iron sights yeah lever on a post he calls it oh boy um but yeah, it ended up having one brow tine was nine inches and the other was seven. Wow. So they looked longer than that. Sixteen inches worth of brow tine. That's nuts. That's a lot. Yeah. Scored just a schmick under one forty for an eight. Yeah. It was heavy, Cl- yeah, tall. Like I mean, it, it wasn't just his brow tines that were tall. His G twos and threes were also had great height, mm-hmm. um, heavy mass, nice frame. I mean, like it, Buck had really everything yeah. you could ask for in an eight. Yeah, and then Abby, Ed's daughter, ended up killing that Big Ten I seen the night before. And come to find out, it was actually a mainframe 8, but it had double drop tines off the main beams, and it had a sticker coming right off the base, so it was an 11. But it was like 19 and some change wide, Mm -hmm. and it ended up scoring just a schmick under 140 as well. So in one week, we got... A buck That's almost like, 160 and two 140s. You're like, it's a heck of a pushing. Week. You're over 400 inches of antler, and or like close to 450. I'm doing really quick math, but like 450 <laughs> is in 450 inches of bone in like a four a day days. window. Yeah, which is yeah. insane. Yeah, it was a great week. Yeah, so. I mean that's that's awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, then did you guys celebrate it all? Oh yeah, yeah. I couple I beers got drank. Got my doe skinned out, put her in the freezer, cut the inside tenderloins out, cooked those up that night. Me and Michael ate them, and then uh, yeah, we stayed up until oh roughly two o'clock celebrating. <laughs> Very nice. It's good, clean family fun. Tough to beat rifle season because, like, an archery all, when the pressure's that, off. Yeah, in archery, you get excited for people killing stuff, but you don't really want to stay up until 3 o'clock in the morning oh, party. Some, some do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Austin and me and Tom do. <laughs> you, I think that's, yeah. You're just speaking for yourself. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, Nick's <laughs> acting like it, but we all know. Oh, me and Nick celebrated pretty good when he shot his big buck. Oh, yeah, big yeah. time. Closed the French Creek Tavern down. <laughs> Had to actually close it down twice because they tried telling us they were closing up. And, and we just said the one no we just actually or- came back and shut the lights off in the pool room. We just turned them back on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not two o'clock yet. Yeah, we yeah, it was like midnight and they said that they're getting ready to close. And And uh could you tell me about your hunt the next morning? Oh, that's right, you didn't go. No, okay. I did. 
But anyways, so yeah, they they came back after that, shut the lights off. We went over, turned the lights back on, and then Mark went up and ordered another round of beers, and they and they they sold it to us. So I mean, how closed are you if you're still selling yeah, beers? I mean, if you're still selling beers, you can't be that closed. But yeah, it, that was funny. But anyways, back back to your your uh, weekend. Oh, that was pretty much it. Yeah, that, that about. I didn't it do up. a Sunday morning hunt because the celebration. We were getting a, no, I I was still up at six <laughs> o'clock, but we were getting a storm. Yeah, I was up there with my granddad. We had already gotten it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he didn't want to be driving all morning. Yeah, I heard it was a five-hour trip home, which which is typically three. Yeah. Thanks yeah, we got a about ride. a foot of snow here. I don't know what you guys got. Yeah, there. we left camp at 6.30 and got home at 11.30. Yikes. Yeah. Not a good time. Yeah. What do you but, do? Hey. Well, well, it was a very successful. Yeah, all in all, great weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tom, for sharing your story with us. Yeah, no problem. We always um, appreciate about time having you, you around. It's about time you put in help on the, the old Deer Camp series. If yeah, only, I'll be here next week. If only uh, Frank would help out once in a while. Yeah, uh, maybe. You maybe good, do you have a good feeling? I do that, have a very good feeling. That you're, maybe you're going to do? <laughs> yeah, All it right. might be on next week. We'll see. All right, I guess on uh, that note, it's uh, it's deer season, boys. Just keep getting outside.